4: All right, welcome in. Three dudes with a view. Our last show of the week, Thursday edition. I am dude number three. My name is Del Kennedy. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, is right here beside me. We barely got in here this morning, but we're here. We did. Good morning, Del. Good, Good morning, morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mister Jim York. How you doing? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right, and then who's been our uh, regular guest dude for the last couple of weeks? And we hope to get him back. Uh, he's got to go back to his day job as a school teacher at Mount Pleasant High, uh, and uh, but hopefully we'll get him back fall break, and, and uh, it's been a pleasure having him. Seth Campbell, how you doing, man?
2: Hey, I'm doing good. Good morning, everybody. It's, it's kind of a sad sad, sad day being the last day here before I have to go back. This is my last I, day of summer. Too. I, we've appreciated
4: your contribution very much. No, I, I enjoy being here. I'll be back. All right. All right. Good deal. Now, folks, there's a lot going on in the world. But we are going to laser focus on one thing today. Uh, Tonight, the Murray County School Board will vote on whether or not to accept the application of American classical schools to establish a charter school here in Murray County. I believe, uh, and I've got some folks with me who will get all this clear, but they, the proposal is to start with I mean a one through five grades, or K through five, and then as the classes progress to expand it into a full uh, high school. Uh, Clayton, Clayton and I are both for it, if for no other reason, uh, American Classical Schools will fund and build the facility, and the last facility that Murray, county, the one Murray County is under got under construction up in Spring Hill right now is north of a hundred million dollars. Uh, Murray County is being taxed by its growth, uh, and the only tax base that the county has, we don't have city schools. County pays for every school. The only tax base the county has are the property tax. Uh, payers, tax the property owners who pay property tax to Murray County. So that is significant in terms of what taxes won't have to be raised. With our growth, we're looking at building several schools. and um, So uh, that alone is enough. Although I I like their proposal, uh, and I really liked what I've seen with classical education uh, so, that being said, I'm going to introduce our two guests to speak about that. First of all is uh, Phil Swank, who is the CEO of American Classical Schools. The, he's the one making the application to establish a charter school here. Good morning, Phil. Good morning. Good, Good to see morning. you. Thanks and for having me. State Representative Scott Specky, who is Chair of the Subcommittee on Education in Tennessee in the State House and is therefore extremely familiar with the legislation establishing uh, the charter schools or uh, establishing the ability of a county to form a charter school here in Tennessee. Good morning, Scott Specky. Good morning, everybody. All right. Now, guys, what I'm going to do on this format, uh, Mr. York, I, I know, is is against this proposal. I think, I think Seth is skeptical and has questions and I'm just going to let them ask, ask y'all questions why don't Phil why don't we start with you uh, to answer a question and then Scott if you think something needs to be added or clarified uh, chime in but I'm, I'm just going to let Mr. York and Seth uh, uh, you know a- ask y'all the questions that they think uh, people will, know, will, know, will want to know or that they themselves want to know Uh because it, it's my observation, I think, that a whole lot of uh, rumors or whatever are going around about what the charter school proposal is or is not, what would it include, what it would not include. And uh, that's, that's the purpose of this show today, is to try to clear that up for our audience so at least when they speak about it or they talk to their uh, school board member They'll know exactly what it is they're for, or against, and why, and not not be, uh, not not have information that's that's
2: uh, just not true.
4: All right, Seth, why don't you start off? Start your question, with Mr. Swang.
2: Okay, thank you for you know, and thanks for being here, Phil. I mean, I really appreciate you coming in to answer the questions. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate. My last day here. I thought we were going to be able to talk about UFOs and, uh, and the, you know, <laughs> or Hunter and, 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 Biden's or, plea
4: agreement gone bad, no, or UFOs. No, yeah. I'm joking.
2: Um, uh, Mitch McConnell freezing. Uh, no, that's that's a different different case altogether. Um, so, uh, Mr. Swank, um, yes. pretty much my my first question i've got a lot of questions so right. uh, you know but i'm gonna start off with this um a lot of our you know school board they represent really rural districts um they have rural schools and um you know like hampshire has to fight for all their funding Santa Fe just you know miss marlena just fought like heck to get that gymnasium added up there i mean they, they have to tooth and claw just to you, you know make ends meet and have facilities that are upgraded and stuff like that um with the charter school vote and you know the hillsdale curriculum charter school vote coming to a head tonight what's your case to those school board members who who you know represent really rural districts out in the country and have had to had to really carry the flag for those rural schools and and fight for every bit of funding they've gotten um because i know this this is going to take some funding um to to accomplish and what's your message to those school board members
3: so I'm assuming the question is centered around the financial cost. Of yeah, a yeah, yeah, more, more sure. or
2: less. And, I mean, and for those guys out there, you know, they're yeah. miles and miles away from, sure. from – columbia and you know i'm sure scott knows and Delk knows hampshire has fought for that that school anytime there's talk about hampshire being defunded or hampshire being shuttered they fight like hell to keep that school open because it's a central part of their community fabric um so basically i just want to know how this charter school would fit into that what's your case to those those um school board members out there who have to fight for those rural schools
3: Sure. So there's two parts in my mind to your question. Uh, the first one is around the financing. I, I think one of the major misconceptions around charter schools is that we're taking you know this money from the district. Um, and there's been two elements that I've been speaking to over the last year about this. One. Um, uh, we would be establishing the building and the land uh, where the school would be, meaning we would be saving the district uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Uh, so it starts with that. So when you start talking about the issue of finances for this larger community, uh, we're saving money in that area. Um, and then there's been plenty of studies here in Tennessee, and it's true across the country. Um, there's a study that came out in the Memphis area, I think it was 2012, 13, somewhere in there, uh, where there's no evidence that uh, charter schools take from the districts of, uh, you know, population, over five ten thousand, which is this district is that. Um, so I think it's a misconception that we do that. Uh, the other thing I've been kind of pushing, um, and it's it's kind of a larger economic concept, is that schools like ours tend to attract people back into your district that have left your district. So uh, being a school of choice, there are families in your community that have chosen to either homeschool or go to private schools. A school like ours is a public school, so we'd be part of your LEA, meaning that uh, those students returning would actually add to the bottom line of your schools. Um, So I've been in the charter world for close to 20 years all over the country. Um, It's a significant misconception to say that we're taking money from your your communities. Um, But the other thing to keep in mind is keep in mind the kids that come to our school are your community. Uh, These are the same taxpayers that have been paying taxes. So in effect, they're paying for the school uh, that they're coming to as well. Um, the other element, of course, is keep in mind this school is open to everybody. So when you ask how does this impact like the rural spaces or the suburban spaces or the more urban spaces, this is a Murray County school, meaning any student can come to this school uh, if their their family chooses to do so.
5: Thank you. Thank
4: you. I, pre- I appreciate no that. Yep. Scott, you got anything to add on yeah,
5: that? Yeah, let, let me fill in there a little bit. So one of the, one of the things that we did with the new TISA funding formula that's being rolled out this year is we allocated for Murray County for the exact same amount of students that are here right now, Murray County will receive an additional $16 million from the state in funding. Same students, same number, Murray County's getting an additional $16 million from the state. Which now gives them the flexibility to hire more teachers into public schools, to lower those numbers of classrooms, to invest more in Hampshire and Santa Fe and Cullioca, to to allocate funds where they're most needed where they didn't have that latitude and flexibility now. And also with that additional money to give the tier support for those kids that have, are either in IDEA, which is special education, to provide them the supports that they need to become the best students they can. So, one of the things that Governor Lee and the general sell me on the on the on the forefront of this, we thought was we need to get more money for these students to, who have unique educational needs down to the locals to give them more flexibility on what they're doing with their recurring dollars that are applied to them from the lo- local uh, county commissions.
4: Okay. Mr. York, you're
6: up. Back to finance, uh, Mr. Schwenk. Um, how much do you estimate your student population will be your first year, and what will be your student expenditures for that per student?
3: So uh, our expectation is uh, 340, um, and so of course we're budgeting around that amount, uh, with the amount that we get from the state, which we assumed around seven thousand or so is the fund that we used. Um, so yeah, that would be what we would expect to do that first year.
6: So you're going to be le- you're going to spend you expect to spend less money that than what's allocated by the Murray County District because it's eight thousand for Murray County District.
3: Yeah, so our estimate is a conservative estimate. Obviously, if we have more money, we have more money to spend on kids. I mean, the money that comes to our building is for students. Uh, as a student-centric uh, facility, we would. F- if we get more money, great.
5: We have more money to, to impact the kids with. Let me fill in there real quick, Doug, if you don't mind. Yeah. She... M- Mr. York, that that number you're working off of is the is the BEP from the formula that is going away, th- this academic year, and we're switching to the new formula. And the reason why we did that is there are students that are identified that have learning disabilities or more needs or live in a rural community or a, a economically disadvantaged community. And so we wanted to make sure that those students identified would get more. More funding. There are some students that are gonna be attending Murray County Public Schools that were receiving upwards of seventeen or eighteen thousand dollars a year from the state for their education. The enrollment process over at this new charter school is an open enrollment and it's three hundred and forty like 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 he spoke of, but if they get over three hundred and forty it becomes a blind lottery. And so any child that goes to this charter school, it doesn't matter that they're going to this charter school or they're going to Murray County Public School, however they've been identified by the district of their educational needs, they will be funded appropriately by the state, which means you could have students that are going over to this school that are going to be funded at the base amount of around $7,500. You could have other students that are going to this charter school that are being funded at sixteen or $17,000 if they are special needs.
6: Okay, Okay. Uh, Mr. Shank. Another question: Why I see the districts that you targeted, your your particular organization targeted, was like Madison, Montgomery, uh, Rutherford, uh, Murray County, and uh, one other. But why are you starting a a school in Shelby County?
3: Why are we not? Right so the the first five that we started uh, we were invited into those communities, so we'd be happy to to look at that community if they invited us in uh, This really comes down to some basic needs i mean i've had to constantly put out there we were invited to come, so when you say that we targeted them, no uh, we were invited to come and started to work in those communities and saw that they were fit uh, to take on a charter school
2: who 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 gave the invite i'm curious i don't i don't know You're well the re- yeah
3: the original invite came from the state, yeah. There was actually a conversation a couple of years ago with Bill Lee, um, and that was the early conversation. And Bill
2: Lee targeted these counties that you applied in?
3: The state as a whole. Okay. Um, and then as we started to talk in the state, it was obvious that these original five counties were very interested in us coming in, that families were inviting us to come.
4: All right, folks, it's uh, time to take a break, and let's... Um, Let's take that break and come back and continue the discussion of the charter school application, which will go before the Murray County School Board tonight.
1: of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick La Crosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorsales.com com.
4: Three dudes with a view. My name is Self Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Before I do further introductions, though... Coach Mike Lyle is going to tell us about the Gypsy Kings coming to Nashville November
0: 4th. Yes, uh, Dell. thanks. Uh, The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall for you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Again, on Saturday, November 4th. Mark your calendars. The Gypsy Kings have sold over 20 million records worldwide and received a Grammy in the 2013 Best World Music category. Tonino Bayardo has collaborated on film work such as The Big Lebowski by remixing Hotel California and Toy Story 3 where he collaborated on You've Got a Friend in Me. This is an extremely talented ensemble you don't want to miss. Tickets and details are available at Toninobayardo.com, allowed in live production. Also stay tuned to 101.7 a little closer to the show we're going to be giving away about 30 tickets and uh, we'll have more details on that when it comes up. So mark your calendars Saturday, November 4th. The Gypsy Kings are coming to Nashville to the TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. All right, that ought to be a big
4: time. All right, I'm dude number three. My name is Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Good, good
6: morning, Del. Good morning, everybody.
4: A uh, special guest dude or regular guest dude for the last couple of weeks, and hopefully he'll be back... Uh, in fall break, he's got to go back to his day job as a school teacher next week. But uh, Seth Campbell, welcome. Hey, hey. Happy to be here. All right, folks. What we are talking about today is the uh-huh. proposal in front of the Murray County School Board, which will be decided upon tonight at their meeting, a special call meeting. Uh, where they, uh, it's expected that they're either going to vote it up or vote it down. American Classical Schools is an organization with experience in charter schools, uh, other places, and, and they, they've, they've been around, but just not around Tennessee. They have submitted an application to form a charter school here in Murray County. Uh, they expect that it would be located somewhere in the downtown area. It would initially start with grades, uh, K through five, I think, and then as the grades progress, be expanded into, uh, K through 12. Uh, it is by law a public school, uh, and if the school board votes it in tonight, they would have, uh, control over that school just as they do any other public school in the county. Uh and the funded the you know, American Classical has funding from I, I gather mostly big private donors. Uh we don't have that kind of donation base in Murray County. Uh do they have the funding and will build at their expense the facility that's necessary. And the, the latest high school we're building, Murray County's building up in the Spring Hill area, is $110 million, I think. So that is a significant amount of relief to Murray County property taxpayers. The, uh, the funding that the charter school would receive, as Scott Specky has just explained, would be the same funding uh, per student that any other public school uh, gets, and that can range from $7,500 baseline up to sixteen dollars or $17,000 for a special deeds kid. Uh, and so now I want to introduce Phil Swank, who is CEO of American Classical Schools, and will be uh, advancing this proposal tonight for the Murray County School Board. How are you doing, Phil? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me glad to have you and representative Scott pecky is with us uh scott is the chair of the subcommittee on education in the tennessee state house therefore he has been intricately involved in the legislation and uh state legislation authorizing or or making charter schools possible in the state of tennessee upon application scott good morning good morning everybody All right, Seth. I think it's your turn. We're going to just we're going to let the folks on the panel who are skeptical or who oppose charter schools—that would be Seth and Mr. York uh, or this charter uh, uh, school—advance the questions and. uh,
2: And so let's let's knock them out, Seth. Yeah, yeah. thanks for being here again, Phil, and answering these questions. I really appreciate it. Just kind of shine some light onto a topic that not everybody knows everything about. You know, there's still a lot of questions. Um, So the initial vote was back in the spring, and it failed by one vote. Mm -hmm. It was 6-5, no vote. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, they had the meeting last week, and it got punted to this week because there was two absences. I suspect everybody will be there tonight um, to to get this completed. But um, after the first vote, there was – Plagiarism charges, you, you know, levied by I believe the CEO of mm-hmm. the the charter school yep. um, towards the committee that was that invented that that kind of what uh, investigated the charter school before the vote, or, and you know they filled out the rubric and they gave it back to y'all and this, the CEO. This
4: was a committee of from, out of Murray County School Central yes. Office, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes yeah.
2: to, I think admin and, and central office folks, and they filled it, gave it back, and then the CEOs said that they were, that the school board. The school committee plagiarized in the response to that. Um, any regrets about taking like kind of what I'd consider a hostile approach as a retort? You know, you know. So the vote failed. You guys said plagiarism, and now it's coming back for a vote. Is there any regrets about that, or do you stand by the plagiarism charge?
3: Oh yeah, we we definitely stand by what that appeared to be, and no, it's, it wasn't meant to be hostile. I mean, I'm an I'm, I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a teacher. You know this. Uh, we hold kids accountable to plagiarism all the time. It's one of the high elements of the academic world, though. You don't take somebody else's work and claim it as your own. Absolutely. Um, if we're trying to create a situation where kids grow up understanding that they need to not only be able to share and to think through their own ideas, but they need to be able to recognize their ideas versus somebody else's ideas and borrowing somebody else's ideas. Um, when we got the uh, the paperwork in that application, it was pretty evident. I mean, both uh, Joel Shellhammer, our CEO, I'm the vice president of schools, by the way, <laughs> um, is uh, that when we were reading it, we were like, this looks very familiar. I mean, it literally sounded... Familiar was, to... Uh, we, we've read all the applications of all the... the so to another county, you're yeah, saying? it was exact same wording exactly. in the exact same spaces. Okay. I mean, it was really hard not to see it. Um, so to hold somebody accountable to that I think is important. Um, obviously, in a situation where we had just been voted down, does it look like it's trying to be hostile? No, it's just us playing it out. And it's true. If we are trying to get schools here and support the larger case that schools of choice should be an option, we need to make sure that the process is fair. And I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, and I so th- to me, looking at it and saying, hey, this is plagiarism, I, I don't consider that as you know hostile. Let's just call it what it is. Let's not do it this way. You know, We have rubrics that we can look at. Let's be fair and, and move on. Um, so that's what it was meant to be. So, no, I, I don't think we regret saying that, hey, this definitely looks like it was taken from someplace else. And I think to put that out there was fair.
2: Well, would there have been a – so you stand by how publicly it was, it was addressed. You wouldn't have done that a different way, maybe in a more private setting, said, hey, you guys, this looks like plagiarism. You stand by the plagiarism charge, I understand that, but you would also, you know, stand by how it was addressed? Well, I think there's two elements here, and
3: I think you and I can connect to this. My heart is I'm an educator. Absolutely. That's what I do first. I like kids and teachers. That's what I do. I prefer to be in buildings talking to students, <laughs> their parents, and uh, communities. One of the things I've learned over this last year, obviously, is the, the strongest uh, kind of political part of it so when you're doing something like that you're trying to recognize there's a larger system that needs to be uh, more aligned to the the needs of you know in our mind the, the families in this community and having a fair process we don't think it's really fair to have people borrowing or using the exact same wording from a, diff- a different different mean, no it's not that doesn't make sense to us so you have to address it politically i mean if you if you do everything quietly then none of this stuff ever gets done because those are the times that things have to be pushed by larger communities communities need to recognize it and when that story came out there was a recognition of it i mean you're you're school Board started looking at the process differently uh, because of us acknowledging that that was out there
5: okay Scott, Scott? yeah that, that that issue came up and the charter the Charter Commission is well aware of that situation and have expressed to me that there will be an investigation into Murray County on plagiarism and if there is there will be consequences to that down here in Murray County
2: that's a big you, you realize that 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 it almost seems to me and you know I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not in this process, you know, I'm just a teacher. You know, I I do my job the best I can, but that sure seems like, you know, this is borderline hostile with the school board, with this committee, you know, I mean, on the, you guys are going to a vote tonight. Is that really the rap, you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking.
5: Well, the thing we have to maintain at the state level is every application for a charter school is treated fairly, Mm -hmm. that there is no copying of answers from other districts, almost verbatim. And that's not fair to the people on the charter school who are applying. That's not fair to the community because we're giving pad answers that are copied from someone else's. And, and in education, Seth, we don't, we don't allow plagiarism at all.
2: No, but and all. on the same token, I don't address it publicly with the students. I've caught students plagiarizing before, but, you know, I talk to them privately and I say, hey, you know, you're going to fail this. You can't retake it. you got to take that zero for that. That's what you get. My, my point I'm trying to make is this was very publicly done, you know, and it, it just mm-hmm. seems like you're trying to get this passed why you're gonna publicly you know I, and I, I get um Phil's Phil's point on it and it's respected but I'm just I'm just saying that this is kind of like a you're grappling with the bear on this one going yeah. into a vote and I, I don't know you know sometimes I, I hun, you know maybe a little bit more honey than vinegar
5: <laughs> I, I understand that but you have, a, We have a higher obligation to the integrity of the system across the state because this will not be the last charter application that we get in the state of Tennessee. And if we don't call this out publicly, then you invite – if we do it privately, like you say in school you do, that's fine. But if you don't do something at this magnitude publicly, you don't send a message out there of do not do this. And so what's going to happen is uh, whether this, this gets approved or denied, it doesn't matter. The Charter Commission will take the, 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 the onus on this to look into this, and I would fully suspect that there'll be people being called to Nashville to testify on what happened and why.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, Mr. York, you got a question?
6: Yeah. So, so Scott, in essence to that, to, to Seth's comment, mm-hmm. in other words, the commission is going to uh, have some retribution of- about that application and answer and and taking an account it could have been the same exact words for murray county as any other county
5: Mm -hmm. well mr york that's a possibility but it is a possibility
6: saying it's not a possibility and you're going to investigate and all that stuff that that throws a whole new line on the murray county school district
5: no, Mr. York. It says that we will make sure that integrity is the number one thing we're going to well, make sure. Well,
6: how you know how you know they're not people of integrity? They did the best to come up with the words that they thought were possible. Well, Mr. And you're saying that you don't believe them,
5: Mr. York. We're not saying anything. What we're saying is we owe it to the process to make sure that there was not plagiarism involved here and if there was then they get the opportunity to come forward and say hey maybe this was the best explanation that we could have ever given so we went with it but that somebody's going to have to tell the state why these words were almost literally and i'm talking not not kind of sort of not 80 percent we're talking like 99 percent the exact same wording from district to district and that Mr. York, you know, is very, very rare that that you would a dist- get the wording that the close. But
6: districts are going through the same process of denial, so they might have to use the same words of denial.
5: Same words, verbatim. Come on, Mr. Verbatim. York. Come on, Mr. York. You know you you, you know you're better. Than well, let that. me and go
6: and to f- another question. I'm not I'm not going to beat that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Mr. Guys, Swank. Folks, let, let me ask you a question let's stick, let's uh, five, on financing. All right. Uh, According to the the CARES Act, they gave the the country thirteen billion dollars of money to that would be shared between charter schools and local school districts. My question is, a lot of charter schools applied for the PPP money also, which was double dipping. Did your organization apply for PPP money?
3: Uh, not I, I I didn't specifically I mean Ace consider keep in mind that Ace is new so we wouldn't have been part of what you're talking about. And so the schools I was in, not specifically what you're talking about, but ACE definitely didn't, because I mean we don't even have a school to have done that yet. So uh, the, the answer to that the, would be no. Did the
6: Barney schools apply for the PPP?
3: Well, it, I, I can't knowledge? speak for all the Barney charter schools, so I'm I'm not sure what each of the schools are. They're independent schools across the country.
6: But they under the same umbrella as Hillsdale College.
3: Uh, no, well, keep in mind, and we keep on saying this, <laughs> Hillsdale's an affiliation. They don't control. They have no sponsoring effort in these schools. That's one of the major misinformations that's out there. Well,
2: I don't think Larry. Arnie Helping you with that is he? I mean, well, you got that's kind of the point. Of yeah, Larry Arn
3: isn't part of that process. He's not the puppet master in this. Like he, he, so,
2: didn't he claim that he has, you know, that he can control the charter schools that use his curriculum?
3: Yeah, well,
2: they use that's the a direct quote, isn't
3: it? Curriculum. Okay, well, so we're having different questions here. So, what I'm going to say about what you were asking, uh, York, is that I don't know because I don't control those schools. Uh, the idea that the curriculum has some connection to Hillsdale, yes, it's, the, it's a curriculum provided by them. And if we decided not to do the curriculum. Then they would pull, which is what Pearson would do, or any other major carrier. If we have something that said they're supposed to do it by the fidelity, hey, this is our curriculum, this is our, our textbook, and then you don't do it, you can't claim to be using it. So it's not unusual that a curriculum would say that, hey, if you're not doing our curriculum, we're going to pull your ability. To it use just it.
2: seems like he's in in some way, form or fashion, the puppet master when he says that charter schools have to do what you know he wants to do. And I understand that he's the sponsor of the curriculum and that good stuff. And I understand your point, but that puts him in some kind of like authority position and and it just it it makes some of us uneasy definitely after his comments his inflammatory comments towards teachers and i I know that you you said previously that you understand that and it's just with his comments i mean i just think it's almost like an anchor around your your leg sinking into the sea because it's certainly not helping you and then he's just he's like sinking your mission i don't know but
3: i i think it's being used incorrectly so keep in mind i started one of these schools
2: yeah yeah yeah. you have a good resume and i continue to say it's
3: not like larry was calling me up or any of his like underlings saying hey do this do that in fact you don't feel that at all so what you guys are describing as a whole is this kind of sponsorship or like mm-hmm. puppet master it's not true but he, did he handpick it? the ceo did he handpick was he a part of the ceo being mm-hmm. uh, of course okay, yeah. okay. Yep. But,
4: all right folks. just time, question, to, take, it's time to take a break and come back let's um, you know i mean i understand you guys are our own opposite sides of this thing but instead of uh, you know, tactics and ad hominem well, let's, I, I, I'm trying to keep it above board. Oh, I it is, Seth, but I you know, I I think what I think what our audience would like to hear more than you know, the it's, is what does the charter school do? How, what what will be taught? How was, you know, well,
2: I, I think after the vote tonight, that would be an awesome discussion. But I think before the vote, we yeah. want to we want to get in the nuts and bolts of it.
4: All right, Seth. Thank you. Where you want
2: to go? Well, no, no. I mean, no. You're, no. You're,
4: you're the boss, man. No, I was just saying what I, what I would like to hear is more about, you know, what about special needs? How does that well, I'm, work? I'm with you. What about bus service? How does that work? You know, that kind of thing. That's what I'd like to hear. But now you guys take it where you want to go. I'm, I'm serious. Let's take a break. And come back.
0: This is Barry Duke, and
5: you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia.
1: Gypsy
6: Kings featuring Donino Baliardo. Return to Nashville. Bumblebee. With a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. To me, to me.
2: The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at t Andrew Jackson Hall. Bumblebee. You to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through tonino
0: A loud and live production.
1: Alert!
0: Alert!
1: Stay comfortable and relax this July. Hiller is keeping you chillin' all summer with free outdoor gear. When you upgrade your home's essential systems, we're giving away free Yeti camping chairs, coolers, backpacks, and more with the purchase of select new HVAC systems, whole home generators, and tankless water heaters. Stay chillin' all summer long. Book your appointment at HappyHiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face
4: Truck today. back, 3 News with the View. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Special guest dude for a while now, and uh, it's his last day with us, unfortunately, but he'll be back. Seth Campbell. Hey, doing?
2: good morning, everybody.
4: All right, folks. What we're talking about is the charter school application of American classical schools to uh, build and form a charter school uh, here in Murray County. Uh, it's going to be for the Murray County School Board tonight. Some of you may, may have been confused about what uh, they were all just talking about, and what it was is a report uh, prepared by Uh, the central office, the administration of Murray County Schools under the supervision of the superintendent of schools uh, where Murray County Schools submitted a report to the school board uh, recommending that the charter application not be approved. Uh, That report was uh, discredited Uh, to what degree, is hard to say, but uh, it was discredited because it turned out that uh, it appeared that most of the report had been plagiarized from uh, similar reports uh, submitted in other school districts around the state always by the administrative body opposing uh, the schools opposing these charter schools Uh, Seth and Mr. York are charter school skeptics so uh, they you know wanted the uh, report to be heard uh, and, and not discredited. And so that's what all that's about. And guys, you're, you, you know, you're what Seth, Mr. York, y'all, you ask whatever questions you want. Let me introduce the other folks here with us Phil Swank, who is the vice president of education for American classical Schools. uh And then uh, Scott Specky, our state representative, who is the. Uh, and, Phil, good morning. Good morning. There you go. And uh, and Scott Specky, who is uh, the chair of the House Education Subcommittee and very much on top of and involved with the legislation enab- enabling uh, charter schools in the state. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. All right, let's see. Mr. York, I think it's your turn, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read a statement that uh,
6: Phil's boss, Mr. Shellhammer, made and. In- February 2022, and it was to the effect that how hard it was to start a school, that it was hard work to open up a new school, and that it was hard to be all the things that Hillsdale wants schools to be. Good, true, and beautiful. It's nothing wrong with that, except it's connected to Hillsdale. And I know he said several times is not connected. Ideology, ideology, ideology is the same. But let me go to a more important topic, Dell.: Okay, sure. Special needs kids. I'd like to know, will he accept severe, profound, mild to moderate, and then kids with 504 accommodations uh, that are developmentally delayed, will they accept those without watering down the IEPs?
4: All right, what's an IEP, Mr. York? Individual
6: education plan.
4: And does every student have one of
6: those? Not every. The ones that are are, are developmental, delayed, and special needs.
4: Okay.
3: All right. Phil? So I I will say what I've been saying the whole time. We are a public school, meaning we're open to any child that would like to come to us. Uh, The reason why the funding follows, which is what Scott was talking about earlier, is that certain students need more money to f- fulfill their needs. So, no, we won't be watering down IEPs. Uh, basically, the suggestion, you have to understand from my, my work as a public educator for close to 30 years, um, it's not only that that's an immoral Thing to do that's illegal. Uh, what you're suggesting that we would do would actually be reasons to shut the school down. So even if I was morally against, you know, for doing what you said, it's a good way to to lose a school. So no, we wouldn't do that. Um, and my history with students of, with special needs and EL populations is that I, I'm very much. I love those populations of kids. Um, I, most of the schools, not only just charter schools, but the larger schools that I've been administrators in, I've had large numbers of special ed students. In fact, one of the schools that I had in Cleveland had close to 50% special ed. It was about 45% special ed. So, And it was all the students that you're talking about. So these are students that I know. It's not just an, you know some kind of ambiguous abstract out there. So, yes, our schools would take all these students. We are a public school, and uh, when we open up the enrollment, any family can apply to have their child at our school.
2: Cool. and to piggyback on that Phil you're you're saying that the charter school will have their own special education staff and faculty yeah so that's actually in our application.
3: You'll see that we have a student service and we have uh you know special ed teachers and aides and it's it's all the things that would make up a regular
2: public school okay because that, that was that was a point of contention that I was told at one point in time through you know a meeting we had that the special education service services would have to be levied by teachers at other public schools and that the charter school would not employ special education teachers mm-hmm. so you know. That, that's something I wanted to clear up. But you're saying 100% that the charter school will have special education teachers employed.
3: Oh, absolutely. And what you said before, that is absolutely untrue. I've never been in a school that's done what you just asked. So, yes, no, I, we have those people
5: in our building. There are staff. Okay. Thank you. Doug, D- D- can I put this one to rest real quick here? Oh, yes. Scott, okay. go ahead. Um, I, t- I contacted the uh, the Department of Education. They've given me everything that applies to special needs students, and I'm going to read it verbatim, so it's not my opinion. This is fact coming from the state, okay? Okay. Uh, talking points for service students with disability. This is what has to happen. Tennessee and federal law requires public charter schools to provide special education st- services for students in the same manner as all public schools. TCA Code Annotated 4913-111-B, one eleven b: A public charter school shall be subject to all federal and state laws and constitutional provisions prohibiting discrimination on the basis of disability, race, creed, color, national origin, religion, ancestry. A public charter school may not violate or be used to subvert any state or federal court orders in place in the local district. IDEA that's the special special needs kids specifies that children with disabilities who attend charter schools and their parents retain all rights and protections under Part B of IDEA, just as they would at other public schools, and a charter school may not unilaterally limit the services that must be provided a particular student with a disability. Lastly, during the admission process, a charter school generally may not ask a, per- a prospective student if he or she has a disability. Whoever applies, if they are admitted into the school, all of their educational needs will be met as required by state and federal law. Is that correct, Mr. Chang? That, that is correct. Is correct.
4: There and, go. and admission is just early. First come, first serve. Right un-
5: until they get to the quote, the maximum amount, then it goes to a blind right, lottery. There's no, uh, there's not a selection process.
4: There's not a selection process. First come, first serve. All right, uh, Miss York, I believe it's back to you. Okay, uh, Miss Shank. One of the other, uh,
6: another issue, or issues, I guess you could say. Uh, many charter schools have folded because of low academics, low enrollment, and financial misappropriations. Uh, I don't know of any uh, schools in in your orbit that might have done that, but uh, can you elaborate on what you can do to prevent that from happening?
3: Sure. I mean, again, there's two parts to that. Uh, The majority of charter schools, that doesn't happen, but I would actually support if if a school's doing all the things that you just said, of course you should shut them down. In fact, one of my major arguments for the presence of our school and an LEA accepting us is in my mind it's a win-win I mean, either we're going to do what we say we're going to do, which would benefit the kids here and your district as a whole, or we're under your sponsorship, meaning that if we fail to do what we're supposed to do and do the things like you suggested, then please shut us down. As an administrator, I've said this for years, if I fail to do my job remove me. I mean, I've said that my whole career. I feel the same way about charter schools. The nice thing about charter schools is that they are schools of choice that are sponsored by local spaces that can pull that if we're not doing what we say we can do. So, yeah, I mean, there have been charter schools that have been shut down for the reasons that you said, but I would support that. They should be shut down if that's what they're doing. Scott?
6: will you have local board members uh, from Murray County on your board? Yes. Have you named them yet?
3: Yeah, well we currently have yeah, we currently have one and then if we had the school we would bring in a, an advisory committee from the local space as well. But obviously we're not gonna to put together that advisory committee until the school's been approved. Vote,
5: yeah. Scott, you got anything to add? Yes, the state monitors that Mr. York very closely. In fact, the state, I believe, closed three three charter schools this year for lack of performance. It's, it's the same rules that they have at, at the at the public school level because it's a public school. If you show up on the priority list for, for, for two times in a row, so you get on the priority prior list of being a failing school, you have three years to turn it around. If you don't turn it around and you're on the priority list for a second three years, after that second term if you have not turned that school around it's automatically closed by the state of tennessee we we don't play around with with performers of 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 charter schools that are not performing they they already take the money and ran scott well, well, they haven't taken the money and ran. Their job is to educate these children, Mr. York. Mr. York, we put $14 billion a year into public education. Would you agree with me that there are some public schools that are performing at a super high level, and there are some public schools that are performing at a very low level? Would you well, give yeah, me that?
6: That's, that's obvious.
5: Well, Tell me how our ma- Tennessee tell me how many would be
6: higher in the rankings
5: M- Mr York tell me how many public schools that you know in Murray County that have been on the priority list that the state that the state has come down and closed the answer none. is none do you know how many charter schools we've closed we've closed a bunch of them because they don't perform charter schools know that they're going to be held to a higher level of accountability because of that reason mr York we have to make sure they don't take the money and run hey right, Scott said, on our, uh, said, yeah on our
2: way you, out. Got,
4: you got a minute so. yeah yeah
2: on our way out Scott is it going to pass tonight I, I know you. I know your vote counting. I know you're working them phones. I know a lot of those people got the R by their name. They, they.
5: I think it's going to come down to one person. You're not going to share who it is, are you? No, but I think it's going to come down. I, my gut feeling is I don't th- remember the only vote taken tonight should
2: be to disapprove. Yes, sir. It's got to get six votes. Yes, yeah, Sims and Lindsay are coming back tonight. Right. They were absent last time. There were no votes in the spring. A lot of people are questioning whether they're going to be no votes now or they're going to switch to a yes I, I think, vote.
5: I think it's going to be coming down to a present
2: not voting. A little parliamentary then, trick, right? right. Well, right. So, just, not a trick, the, so to speak, the state, but a little. Will
6: little. the state take over the, the school board or the school system if charter
2: schools don't pass? No, sir. Well, he's saying, will they approve it, that panel up there.
5: Are, are you asking me, if, if, if are they going to become the authorizer, Mr. York, or are they going to take over our school board?
6: Are they going to take over the school board no, if sir. the school board votes against it? No, sir.
2: No, we have no reason to. Some people are afraid of the undemocratic process if they vote it down here and then it goes up to the state panel and they say, "Oh yeah, let's have it." Like they discounted our but remember, um, democratically elected school
5: board. But remember, they still have to come back to Murray Absolutely. County and they have to have a town hall so both sides get to present their case one time again. Longer road. There's no legal way. I mean, they can't
2: take over the school board. No. All
4: right. Let's. Uh, well, it's been
2: board great. Never we said
4: can, that reason
6: why. Thanks I for.
2: Thanks, Phil, for being here. I appreciate